1: Wow! Another, I don't even have to do this anymore. Another exciting, replaced. thrilling,
2: I'm, I'm, wonderful. No, that's my on. word, not yours.
1: Mm-hmm. That's okay. We can use that. Go on, finish.
2: I, I'm out. I did my no, three.
1: no. You and wonderful, wonderful, terrific, amazing, stupendous, earth-shattering podcast, podcast. episode of
2: episode of FNO F- InsureTech with your host Rob Beller and Lee Boyd. I, I think and, I've done that like seven times. And
1: I know, I know you're so, you're so conscious of that. You're so seven self-conscious times. about your standing.
2: No, I told well, someone the other day, I said, I do a podcast. He goes, great. I want to listen. I said, awesome. Just know I don't talk much. Uh, the other guy talks the majority. And then I just add, you know, different comments. And he goes, yeah, there's a place for that. I said, you're right. There's a place for that. And I've realized that after 183 episodes.
1: And I might add, who's done most of the talking on this episode? So don't think you talk so little. You talk a well, lot.
2: I talked a little more this time.
1: You're just so insecure. Well, about all, about how much you talk, it you, you don't even. Give I'm yourself not. Credit. I'm not
2: insecure. I am totally fine with you know. If I, I can know. get four, if I can get I think, four questions in, I'm great. Think,
1: let's put this to an objective third party, Alicia. Who? Oh, Alicia. Alicia Moss, our intrepid producer.
2: She says, no, I'm not talking.
1: Is Lee a little insecure? Yes or no?
0: She's
1: no, she's says, no. yes. she she says, says yes. She says, yes, absolutely.
2: Thank you, Alicia. <laughs>
1: oh, wow. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> Alicia did a brand. podcast
2: with us. Remember uh, when, when Lisa, Alicia did one?
1: She works with Lee, so that's what it is. Okay. Well. I'll call you later. You'll give me the truth. <laughs> So, yeah, how did we get on that topic? I have absolutely no idea. Yeah, it was but, all you. Because this is what that's not what I want to talk about. I don't want to talk about your
2: insecurities. Okay, what do you want to talk about? Some other securities? NFTs. Uh, okay. <laughs> do you own an NFT? No, but my son wants to buy an NFT. Why? He wants to buy the monkey. I think there's a monkey that's an NFT. It's worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. I don't really understand NFTs,
1: how about crypto? Do you own any Bitcoin?
2: I don't. I've read some books. I don't own any, but uh, I know people who do. Do you? I do. What about
1: uh, any of the other uh, cryptocurrencies? you own no. any of those?
2: No, but the people I know, they own different ones. They invest a little bit of their paycheck every two weeks into these crypto cryptocurrencies. Currencies, and they just reinvest, just like you do in an IRA or with silver or anything. They just each week they do that average investment, uh, might be up, might be down, but they put fifty, hundred dollars in there.
1: Well, I got some news for you. Ready for this? I can't wait. We have with us today the CEO and co-founder of Breach Insurance, who is going to talk with us about insuring crypto.
2: I mean, it's gotta be done. It's gotta be done. It's possible through some of these these websites where you buy the the, the coins, you buy the, the currency. I mean, it could get stolen. It could get hacked. And it seems like this company's coming in with a solution to put people's minds at ease.
1: A incredibly clever, incredibly new, incredibly thoughtful product that's now, that's in the market that you really need to hear about. Listen up to a fascinating podcast with Ahab Ajaz, the co-founder and CEO of Breach. Hey everybody, we are here uh, in a particularly exciting podcast today because like every person out there, you've heard the term crypto. You know crypto, you're excited about crypto. And of course, FNO Insurtech, we have all the answers about crypto and insurance. Yeah. And so, our intrepid producer, Alicia Moss, went out and found us a remarkable and uh, interesting victim to talk all about this interesting intersection of technology and um, and value. And so we have with us today, the co-founder and CEO of Breach Insurance, Ahab Ajaz. How'd I do?
0: Nine point five out of ten. You 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 slipped on okay. the landing a little
1: bit, but- uh, yeah, I was <laughs> and I was a little I, I was I was a little hesitant. A <laughs> little nervous about that one. Yeah. I would have said it with confidence.
0: You said you gotta just say it with confidence.
1: Anyways, Ahab is with us today to talk about all things crypto and insurance, and most especially about breach. And welcome yeah. to our show. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Um thank you for thank you. Definitely thank you for having me in. Sure. I hope I got the point across that we're really excited about it. You set so, the bar really
2: high. So Yeah, I know. I know. People are already no, pressure. no people pressure.
1: are already hitting the 15 second forward button. Right. <laughs> so first we want to hear a little bit about breach. Right. Of course we want to talk about crypto because of course there's uh, two hosts on this show, one who has a good working knowledge of it and one who still doesn't understand it at all. And so we'll, but we'll get to that. Let's start by talking about the company that you co-founded, Breach. So give us a minute on that.
0: Yeah, we would love to. Thank you for asking. Uh, Breach Insurance is a traditional insure tech building, regulated, hopefully in the not so distant actually Right now, uh, even rated. Uh, and reinsurance-backed insurance solutions exclusively dedicated for the crypto space. So uh, I'd say there, there's two primary issues happening in crypto um, that we're helping combat. One uh, is there's a supply and demand issue as relates to the need for insurance solutions, uh, yet no active markets actually underwriting in the space uh, because the requisite Insurance capacity or the resources from insurers or reinsurers hasn't been put into place. Um, the other is advocacy for the space. So advocacy for the actual risk. Should this risk actually even be insured in the first place? So we're, so we're purpose built exlu- exclusively for those two reasons. Uh, and, you know, we, we were founded in April 2019. Um, before founding Reach, I spent seven years at Liberty Mutual helping build new products, helping them enter new markets, building new tech. Um, so all, all of that was post business school.
1: So the second reason that you just gave that should it even be insured at all, is that because it's so hard to understand and it doesn't physically exist?
0: Well, it's two things. I mean, the reason why we place an emphasis on the advocacy of it is because, you know, creating capacity and advocating the risk go hand in hand. It doesn't one doesn't happen without the other. And that's why I really impress upon folks that that's that's a that's a core value statement mission of, of reach, uh, because we got, we have to go out there and, and, and advocate it with regulators, with department of insurance regulators, advocate it with insurance brokers to, to better understand the risks to, with primary insurers to partner with them, reinsurers to, you know, as we're building our, our own balance sheet and, and looking for traditional reinsurance, uh, it's, it's really, really critical. So hopefully that, hopefully that makes sense, but it's really, I feel, yeah. uh, we feel as a team that, that, that the two really go hand in hand.
2: So what is a breach is actually insuring when it comes to, to crypto? What are you actually insuring?
0: Our first product is a product called CryptoShield. It's insuring users of popular crypto exchanges and custodians. Uh, so you're buying and you're on-ramping your crypto at you know these popular ex- exchanges or custodians called Gemini, Coinbase. BitGo is a really uh, popular, notable uh, crypto custodian. And you know, I think there's a lot of really good work that's gone into buying insurance from these, and sometimes even structure and captive uh, structures where they're self-insuring risk and setting aside um, capital to to insure against something really bad going wrong. But the reality is, there's the, there is this need for more insurance, and what we've done is created the first retail investor insurance solution that allows users of those exchanges to be the named insured, um, and we've done that as an MGA um as, as our first program and and we've partnered with actually boost insurance on, on this first on this first solution.
2: Wow. W- would that be embedded whenever they actually purchase? Or over is time. it
0: over time? Yes. Yeah, we, we're 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 trying to get there. Those sales cycles are a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, but but absolutely that's that's the vision is really making it like check the box kind of thing and embedding the solution there has been no shortage of um, you know, press and crypto um, liquidity issues and uh, a lot of chaos that's been, that's been taking place and where unfortunately we were having some traction with some of that embedded is, uh, is where some of the, the chaos has happened. Um, and, you know, it's, it's an unfortunate thing, but I think it's, 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 um, it's also a great demonstration to industries that risk management is really important. Um, and, and the, I think, the industry is kind of maturing before our eyes and we're seeing um, you know, how we should be more responsible in certain respects. So we all have a role to play. Um, but I, I think um in terms of to, to answer your question, um, you know, we're we're, we're being thoughtful on, on on how we distribute uh and who we even underwrite uh in terms of custodians exchanges.
1: Well you you're in such a exciting space Like you said, I mean, not a day goes by that anybody that pays attention to the financial markets at all, there's not a day, there's not an hour that goes by that there's not something about crypto being written in some way, good, bad, and indifferent. Is all of that noise helpful to you?
0: I'll be honest. uh, And I'll say, you know, before I even get to the noise, I think the the ever-changing, constant development nature of the industry is a massive issue with getting insurance capacity and, and reinsurers and insurers along because where do you start? You have to have, in order for me to start today, I have to have the working knowledge of the industry for the last 10 years. And it's impossible to just start today and, and get comfortable with the tomorrow without actually going back in time. And we just benefit from having been here for the last three years and me personally looking at the space for the last five years and building along with it, right? Like things are changing. It went from, you know, traditional exchanges to uh, new age custodians to uh, decentralized exchanges to DeFi to NFTs to all. And and every day I'm looking, you know, insurers are looking up and regulators look up like something changed. Like how can I get comfortable here? Right. So, right. so that's that one dynamic, but the, the noise is, it, I think you kind of build on that. It, it, it does absolutely make it complicated. But for us, what I'm really proud of is that we don't let these things distract us. We haven't just blown with the wind and, you know, jump. it's like, oh, well, NFTs are hot. Like you you can pull up articles of, you know, when NFTs were really hot of, is, you know, is. is uh, we're getting interviewed, and it's like, oh, so what? When, when are you guys going to start working on an NFT solution? And what's the what's the prospect of metaverse insurance? We're like, we're researching it. We're we're creating a thesis on it. But I'd be lying to you if I said that we're working. We've dropped everything and 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 right. work on this thing today. because distraction, right. it's, it's noise. And, and if no. we did that, I, I don't think we exist today. I, I really, really, really Great live. point. I mean, there's so
1: many. We just got a kitten in our house, right? And the kitten will chase anything that distracts it and gets exciting. And you're in a world that's filled with distraction and exciting new possibilities. But it, I mean, there are too many, too many. And, and I, I just wanted to add that, you know, what a really exciting, wonderful thing to be involved in an industry that's so early, right. And so, but so big and important yeah. It's huge. and I mean, even people like myself who don't understand it well fully acknowledge it's here, it's here to stay and it's enormous um,
0: and only getting bigger. And so that's very exciting. It's, it's, it's why I'm working in it. Like rarely do you get opportunities uh, to make the insurance pie bigger, uh, creating uh-huh. jobs, like the jobs that we created as a company, they don't exist without our they company. They don't exist. Yeah. Absolutely. It's the, coolest, <laughs> it's the coolest, coolest thing that I think anybody... So I'm just incredibly proud of our team to like, like the people that have come on board, like just believe in the vision and and, and being part of that vision and executing it. Is just, it's just really, really fun. And I, for me personally, like I've always just really enjoyed and working in white spaces. At Liberty, I was just really, really fortunate to constantly work on... And work in roles that didn't exist before I was in them. And that's just what I've always been attracted to. So I think like entrepreneurship has just been an ex- a natural extension, evolution of that. Uh, but yes, to your point, like it's, it's, it's super exciting to, to work on them. When I left Liberty, this was April 2019. We were in the middle of crypto winter. One could argue that we're in the middle of another third crypto winter right now. And people were like, isn't it dead? Like, what are you, what are you leaving for? Like, well, 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 what are you, what are you going to be insuring? And and I had other people that were like, if there's anybody that's going to create, I don't even know what it is. If anybody was going to create insurance solutions for it, it would be you. So it's it's been really cool Cool. to kind of get that like trust and, and support along the way. And, you know, we're still, we're still babies in this thing. We haven't really, in my opinion, just trying to be, uh, pragmatic and, and, and be as ambitious. Well, I don't think we've accomplished anything yet. I think what, what we're going to truly accomplish is going to happen over the next 12, 18, 24 months. We're bringing on some really, really important strategic investors. That's going to open a lot of eyes for people. And, uh, I'm excited. And there's some really important initiatives that I might tease at some point in this podcast. You mean beside right now? Besides that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's going to, there's other, there's a couple other things. It's an exciting time to be building in general. I think crypto aside in technology, like this is, it's the worst time in the world to be raising capital, but because it's hard because investors are, are being conservative and they're being very thoughtful and where and how to deploy capital. But if you've got the appetite, man, is it an exhilarating time to be building.
2: And so whenever you did go out to get capital, or even whenever you went out to find carriers to help underwrite the product, what were those initial conversations like? Were they, yes, we're all in, or were they like, see you later, huh? crazy? What? Huh? Not, or not were even, they like, Rob, was like,
0: what's crypto? Not even, yeah, none of that. It was it was hard. It was truly hard. Like um, It was myself and my co-founder, Ian Frazier, uh, who's our CTO he's a founder. He's just, he is like, he's founded multiple companies and he's a builder. Uh, he's, he's, he's a software engineer, full stack. So he's just used to that. Like just, you know, tightening up the bell and just inflicting maximum pain on yourself. <laughs> Fortunately for me, I, I had different reasons to have, uh, that level of ambition and, and, and appetite and hunger for pain. Uh, just, because you know I, I, I'm, I'm fortunate to have had a pretty good career. I haven't made millions of dollars but've I've made some pretty good personal decisions and, um, and it was a great time for me to kind of like pause and invest in, in in a time where I didn't think I was losing anything I was winning regardless of what happened whether it's because this breach company becomes a massive success or, or you know I worked on a really interesting problem that help the industry along, which which I believe both are still the case. But I, I personally, you know, have just really enjoyed the journey and just entrepreneurship as, as a whole. I'm interested
1: in how the volatility of crypto affects your product. It has to, right? I mean, if you're underwriting an asset that is worth $1,000, it's different than an asset that's worth $50,000. And in your world, that can change really
0: fast, right? I will, I will bring it home for you and make it please. make so much sense that you're going to say, please, my question. So, um, you know, we've all seen the cost of lumber explode, right? Um, does the cost of your insurance policy while of your homeowner's insurance policy change because of the cost of lumber tripled or quadrupled? The reality is, is that if something were to happen, there there's a, a chance that you were underinsured because the replacement cost of your home changed. And if you barely were insuring enough for the replacement cost of your home, um, you can be in trouble. Um, and that's basically the dynamic. What we've done is created an insurance policy that is based on uh, the replacement cost of your crypto. Um, so very, very similar to, to how like jewelry insurance and and you know things that things that people know. Homeowners insurance is kind of close, to where um, we we say that the value of your Bitcoin today is roughly twenty thousand dollars. You buy you want to insure that one Bitcoin. You buy a twenty thousand dollars limit policy. You're insured for one hundred percent value of that. The value of crypto doubles. You now are technically underinsured, but you still have your insurance policy, right? Like you you, you want coverage for up to twenty thousand dollars. You have that. Our platform tells you that you're under insurer, you, you have now 50% coverage or whatnot. So you can go in and actually buy more coverage. You never have to talk to anybody if you don't want to, but you could, you can buy it through your agent. Um, but that's kind of how it works. We, um, we don't underwrite our insurance in crypto today because we're not convinced that it's, a, it's something that customers want yet. And when we do that, we'll also be reserving for, for it in crypto. So unless you're got the one to one thing going, you've got a, an FX exposure, and that's something that we don't have the maturity or the you know you know hundred billion dollar balance sheet that that yeah right your own insurance companies have. But so that, that, we've that, simplified it by in, in underwriting in fiat.
1: That's a really interesting thing that I hadn't even thought about. Is is that you could underwrite it in like kind, and that's a whole. Another interesting question. So, so your platform tells people, hey, today your your Bitcoin, for example, is now worth twenty three thousand. But it gives you regular updates. So I'm I'm assuming there's a a digital paper trail to show that this person that they chose yes not to pay attention to it should there be should there be a claim.
0: Yes, we don't want to freak people out either, and and, and turn it into something that they're like changing their policy on a daily basis. It's just a administrative nightmare for everybody. But yes, to, everything is completely
1: digital. I was just going to say, can they buy a rider or or some kind of attachment to their policy that allows
0: it to float? Sort of. We we do have an endorsement called Crypto Shield Plus that allows you to buy up to fifty percent appreciation of your crypto. So. I'll, in I'll anticipation,
1: in anticipation
0: and it comes at a pretty pretty healthy discount that uh, it's like a up to thirty percent I think twenty 25 or thirty percent discount so uh, okay actually we do kind of have that feature yeah
2: okay yeah. okay we have that <laughs> <laughs> So what happens if it's at twenty thousand that drops down to ten thousand yep I, m- I might have missed that but but yeah, what no, we you
0: didn't answer that yet but no great question and what it's it's similar to your home the okay. cost of lumber going down. What we likely do in that event is just replace the Bitcoin, you know, instead of, you know, throwing salt in the wound and giving you $10,000 back instead of the 20,000 uh, 20, you were sure for, just replace you with your Bitcoin. And really, that's what people really care about. They want their Bitcoin or their Ethereum or whatever crypto that they that, that's their favorite. And uh, we, we'd likely just make them whole. And yeah.
2: And so by definition, they're not going to make a profit on it. It's just like a house, right? You might insure the house. You might have a million-dollar insurance policy. It only takes 900000 to replace it. We're going to replace your
0: house, exactly. but you can't make a profit. Exactly. That's not the purpose of insurance. It's not a volatility. It's not a hedging. It's not to make a profit. It's 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 to risk transfer, and, and that's what we do.
2: And so what are the perils? Are the perils... Loss Are the perils, theft, ransom? I mean, can, can't can somebody just lose their crypto? Can't they
0: forget their password? We don't ensure that yet. Um, okay. you know, as we build our book of business and get comfortable, because the, the the reason why we don't do that yet is because there's a high... How do you underwrite negligence in a very nascent world? Yeah. You know, we don't have a right. underwriting experience. Something that we'll get to. I think we'll get to it. Um, but at this time, what we're doing is focused on risks that we're, we, we are able to model um, and, and underwrite, which is centralized exchange custodian level risk. So thefts happening at the custodian exchange level, hacks happening at the exchange uh, custodian level, um, compromises of computer or messaging systems um, uh, that can result in social engineering that could you know, request a user to direct their funds to an unknown wallet, rendering it inaccessible. That's also insured, um, but but yes, it's, it's really focused on things that you can't control. What we do help in a roundabout way is helping uh, with hygiene of, of our of our insureds uh, and, and kind of giving them the best practices. It's one of the that sure. sure. uh, you know how you know things to look out for, trends yeah. that are taking place, making sure certain features are activated within your exchange. And custodian account so you don't become whether or not you're made whole right. doesn't make the fact that you lost your crypto any more annoying less annoying right that's yeah. the it does you do lose sleep over it It gives you anxiety and heartburn and and honestly we're here to kind of help with that blind spot company.
1: loss mitigation
0: precisely just yeah. a
1: basic loss control fundamental insurance concept that's a, yeah. that's a, which is I mean, why i think it's that, that's why it's. I mean, you're an insurance guy. Yep. And yep. that's something that you bring to this equation, yep. right? Is here's fundamentals. Yep. That we, it doesn't matter what the, what it is, your insurance. These fundamentals apply.
0: Yep. Yeah. That's okay. exactly it. And then that's why, like reinsurers and insurance companies and traditional conferences that haven't really historically, you know, leaned into innovation or or crypto as a whole have have kind of like invited us to speak on panels and speak at Conver. We spoke at, I, I got invited to speak at InsurTech Connect last year. Uh, Munich Re hosted a, a crypto panel and got to be on that last month. That's great. I was at InsurTech Insights speaking on a pe- panel uh, with with some major insurance companies. Swiss so Re was next to us to talk about insuring the uninsurable, right? Like so yeah. it's really been fun being like a topic and and having like a response sure. that we've taken. Sure. And not just throwing out buzzwords and it's actual, yeah. you know, there's there's actual um, meat you know.
1: So I wanna ask you about the journey of finding somebody to underwrite your risk. I mean you're an MGA, you guys yeah. are currently an yeah. MGA I've, I've read how you're working towards becoming a, a carrier in your own right. But you so you had to go out and you had to find somebody who said, yeah, you can use my paper for this. Right. And I'm guessing it might not have been the first place you went. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that journey. Are they still with you today and how that's worked out?
0: Yeah. It, it was similar to, I kind of like started and stopped the fundraising journey, but it's hard, like a lot. You just have to have a lot of these conversations and have the right thought process that like, it's not just going to be one meeting. It's not just going to be, um, the first carrier that you talk to. It, it takes a while. And, um, and you're also what I've come to come to accept is that you're never really going to be able to bring somebody along that had, that hasn't somehow gotten there on their own as it relates to ensuring such a dynamic new risk because they have to sell it internally. And, and, right. and if I can be in every meeting. I could sell anybody. I, I genuinely believe that because I, I think that we have that good of a product. I think we have that good of a company. I think we're working on on the right problems and that can, that are going to be really meaningful. But the reality is I can't be in every meeting, you know, and, and there there's, you know, executive level, uh, level discussions that take place um, that don't involve the actual MGA. So it's been hard and it it took a while. And yes, our our first program, uh, that we built was in partnership with boost. Uh, they were great. Um, particularly because when we met them, it was just Ian and myself. We're a nine person team now, soon to be 10. And, and, um, you know, it, it, there's only so many hats that Ian could wear. There's only so many hats that I could wear. So to bringing on partnering with a company like Boost that had dedicated product, people had dedicated, um, uh, underwriting and actuarial folks, uh, that could take some of the work, the great work that we did do, but make it actuarially sound and, you know, bring, you know, and, and put together, um, and build on the underwriting guidelines the underwriting appetite that we built it was, it was tremendous. So, um, we, we, we had some relationships that we had been kind of like fostering, they had some relationships that they were building uh, that they had as well. That we kind of like brought together to put together the program. Uh, but yeah, with the, the the overall structure of the program is is still the same. Uh, with with the we have like a fronting arrangement with with an AM Best A minus rated fronting carrier uh, and then a Bermuda. Uh, reinsure, and uh, they've been great partners. Honestly, um, the, whole, the whole thing was was complicated to put together, but uh, you know we're, we're, we're grateful for it. Well, there was no roadmap, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, to,
1: you you set sail not knowing where land was on the other side.
0: That's right. Yeah, yeah. We didn't know what path we were going to go. You know, something that we've been steadfast on from day one is that we knew that. Our story had to result in us retaining risk. It, it just—it's it, really our like the the risk. The space is too dynamic to for a, a startup like us to have to go through that process. Every product that we want to work on w- mm-hmm. will die as a company. It, 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 it's just like mm-hmm. truthfully, um, what what will end up happening if 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 we don't end up navigating? Um, we've done a lot that drives us toward that that will support the the mga business that we're doing today uh, but you know the second half of this year um, which we're in now technically uh, we'll, we'll be writing on our own balance sheet um, we've, we've been approved cool. or uh, an insurer license out of bermuda today we're able to write on a fully collateralized basis and we're doing some experimentation some sandbox activity and uh, very soon we'll be able to write on a levered basis uh, and then things get really interesting. And then it's talking about the conversation shifts to how we capitalize that insurance entity um, and you know what markets we want to focus on. So I'm just super, I mean, you know, the NAIC has been great. The Department of Insurers uh, have been tremendous here. Uh, and Bermuda has been very, very forward thinking as it relates to crypto risks. Um, yeah actually I met them at an ITC in 2019 and one of the regulators like set up a meeting with me. They're like, you need to be in Bermuda. Like you need to like, we're creating regulation. They wanted you. They wanted it. It was really interesting. And they like, they're like, here, here are, here's the, uh, the, the laws and the policies that we're passing. We would love your thoughts on it. We would love to see how startups, uh, particularly people like me who came from industry, how, how you see the, this, this regulation and, and, and what changes, evolution we should make to this. And it was just really cool. I had just never seen... That's so cool. It's just really neat. Uh, we, 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 we do benefit from having some, some government strategists uh, as advisors and investors of reach. So I get to see some of the inner workings of how that works, uh, i.e. lobbying, right? Like how that works, how, you know, particularly with really, really regulated sectors like, like, like uh, insurance. But... I I didn't think that that would ever happen as a start we are too insignificant for that, that but yeah. they are they're just so forward thinking as it relates to they created the ILS market right like so they see this as being uh the next frontier for them and they're no really, really in it. so it's really cool uh and it's been it's been fun to like kind of like build along with them And simp- similar like you know we're getting our like BSCR like our our solvency the, the Bermuda's like solvency requirements like this beast of a document that like demonstrates your ability to actually price and reserve. Wow. You got to have like the requisite. You got to be able to prove your stuff. It can't be me working on it. Bottom line, right. It's got to be like a licensed accredited actuary, which we have now. We have, we hired um, a guy named Jim Flynn from American national insurance. He was their chief risk officer uh, and chief actuary. He came over as our head of risk uh, you know, a guy that's my age, the peak of his career, I actually met him through carrier discussions and he and I just kind of like really hit it off. We're like finishing each other's sentences. And he was just like, he pulled me aside afterwards, uh, with their, with their, uh, head of innovation. Um, and they were like, this is awesome. We should be doing this. There's no way we're going to be able to get American national comfortable with this. Like, let's just keep talking, see where it goes. What I didn't know, what they knew was, American national was actually in the middle of a sale. They ended up selling to Brookfield re Uh, and through that, uh, he was kinda like, you know what, this is a great opportunity. And they wanted to keep him, bring him make him part of the, the divestiture, of the acquisition. But he's like, I think my heart is like going into this new world because he we, we hit it off on a personal level and we hit it off on a professional level. So long story short, you know, we're we're he's built he's you know, getting the stamp of approval from Bermuda on our BSCR. And similarly, they're like, do you have any feedback for us? And, and I'm just, like, it's just so cool. That is so neat. That. Because it's, it just demonstrates like the rigor that we're placing, the, the importance that we're placing on everything that we're doing. You know, being a startup is not an excuse to be reckless and. Um, right. Plus you're,
1: you're first to market. Yeah. Right. And and I'm not making light at, by saying this at all, but who else are they going to talk to? I mean, you're in a great position, you know, by virtue of your cunning and vision yep. of of saying, hey, you know, here's something that we can get to early, yeah. um, yep. which, you know, is a, well, I'm sure a whole nother story about how you woke up one day and said, you know what, we should be, I should be. Policies, but we only have so much time today. And I want to I ask you a little bit more about your product. Yep. So it would seem to me, based on what I know about Bitcoin, which again, isn't much, but that this is a direct consumer thing, but it's not, correct?
0: It's not. It is insure tech, fintech. It's a tough game. The, 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 the CACs, the uh, customer acquisition costs are, are, are tremendous. It's, it's a, it's a, even though we're the literally the only game in town, like there, there is no other product like this. It does not exist. It's still very tough. Like there's a lot what we, what we've done with our product is, is double indexed on innovation, crypto innovation, crypto insurance, even more innovation. Like what is this? So yeah. you no, know, it's on one on top of the other. It's crazy. It's, it's yeah. a lot, you know, and you know, I would love, and, and it's not, and I, I we've built a, We've done. A, our team has done, has done a masterful job of user experience. We've done. We spent a lot of time on, on getting the, the UX right. Uh, I encourage you guys to play with it um, yeah. because our product is also on surplus lines paper. It's not admitted, as as one can appreciate. It is really tough to navigate the, the the various disclosures, and we've done it in full compliance, and it works so well. And you never have to print a single document. It is awesome. I'm really proud of it still, there's a lot of education that's required. there's consultation that's required, and we actually believe that partnering with brokers the, the and,
1: broker ne- the yeah. broker needs to be there to do that need to be
0: there yeah. it's a great it's a great extension for them they are, they've been coming to us. we kind of had the inflection point uh you know someone you know early in our journey as brokers kept coming to us like hey, like are you going to be distributing? And actually we're like, no, this is a deal. We're spending all this money on this platform and this awesome UX. Like, no, why would we do it? We're like, man, you know what? Like, these are my friends. Like I actually know a lot of these agencies. I'm like, we, we distribute, we've been distributing products through agencies and brokers. You know, they, all my, my, the entire time that I was at, at Liberty, I was like, man, it could be a pretty cool way to partner. And then, I'm, and then, you know, NFP came to us and, and Levitt came to us and we're like, this is kind of, there's some national attention that this is getting. There's some national potential here. We should do this. And, um, so yeah, we've, we've really doubled down to the point where we're, we're trying to push everyone to to agents and brokers because I think that's, that is the way that this scales, uh, and and it's a great, it's a great collaboration. It's good for the industry as well. So,
2: so has, has anybody actually filed a claim yet? Not
0: yet. We're not little, yet.
2: Not yet. You gotta like
0: that. Yeah. Uh, we, you need it. You have to have yeah. it. Otherwise, what the hell is the utility, right? Utility of insurance are claims. Otherwise, like, right. I can shout from the rooftops of every building that, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm helpful to my insureds and helping them be smarter have yeah. better hygiene. But like, no one cares. Like until you pay claims, you know, the, the, there is no utility in the insurance. So um, we expect it. I think we've underwritten it really well. I think, I think our overall profitability is going to be great. Uh, yeah but um you know i think I think when there are claims, I think that's gonna be real a real real you know proof point for for the value that that we bring so i'm I'm looking forward to it it'll be fun
2: when someone does file a claim, what does the investigation look like? what is that gonna i mean is it simple? can it be paid quickly or do you have to do a bunch of investigation
0: uh you know there we do expect there to be a handful of you know for some percentage of claims that are just a it's it's a fully digital experience so if mm-hmm. um if it's not a covered instance it's like automatically rejected and Done. and it's just like nobody has to waste their time the insured doesn't have to feel like and if and if they need more clarifying on what's insured what's not we're we're here for that uh but in terms of investigation it really depends on what took place right uh, it, it, if there is a hack there's a couple of things that we look for there will be an on-chain transaction where you see funds, um, outflow of funds from a custodian or exchange's wallet, it's public. It's really, it's really interesting because that, it's what makes it, you, you guys asked a question earlier is like, what is crypto? And it's, it's basically yeah. a decentralized, transparent infrastructure that's been built. It could be financial services. It could be for, uh, you know, art, it could be for legal contracts. Uh, shit. It could be for, you know, United airline miles, right? Like yeah. that to me, I, like when I get the question, like, what is crypto? I don't believe in it. And, and my response to that is typically, guess what? You, you use it today. You just don't know. It just hasn't been marketed as crypto, right? Like what do you, right. you, you spend right. money on your credit card because of that. You, you there's an affinity relationship between you and your bank slash credit card company. And they reward you with what? Points. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. is it, What are those? Are those Chuck E. Cheese points as well? No, they get to be <laughs> redeemed into dollars or airline miles or a flight or a hotel. That's basically crypto. It's, it's, it's you, it's, it's utilizing something and then getting rewards for it. And that reward people say has value. Who am I? I'm not saying it. It's other people who want, who want that reward in exchange yeah. for something else. Right. So In this world, you know, basketball cards are worth money, right? Shoes are worth money. Who are we to say that, you know, this utility Mm -hmm. of this technology Mm -hmm. isn't isn't worth something? So, yeah, I wanted to squeeze that in there because I think it's... Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. That's fascinating. And you know what
1: I think we're going to do, if you're okay with this, Ahab? We're going to have you back. Would you come back for a second episode? We don't usually do this, but... Would you come back for a second episode to talk about crypto, the world of crypto, everything to do with crypto, answer our questions about crypto. And I'm sure while you're doing that, answer questions for a lot of people that listen to us. Yeah, I'd love that. Um, I'd love that. Okay, so let's let's do that. We'll have uh, Alicia, our intrepid producer, set that up. But first, we have to thank you for today. This is so interesting. I mean, we, we try to keep these things shorter. We went a little long today. Thank you for being patient with us because what a cool thing you're doing. Congratulations. And, and uh, thanks a lot for being
2: here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate that.
1: I can't get over what an interesting ride this guy is on, right? I mean, I agree. Wow. What'd you I think mean- of that? What'd you think of that?
2: I thought it was great. I I love this guy's personality, and he sees this new thing that he's creating, and that is what excites him, right? Creating jobs that didn't exist. Right. This insurance thing, really cool. Very cool.
1: And to be the only one out there, I can't believe that that will last, right? I wouldn't think. it's, It's impossible. It's impossible. I mean, crypto... No matter what you think, have to say, or whatever your opinion, there's no denying where it's going.
2: Right. I mean, it it's there. It's, it's not, there. Yeah. It's not going to go away
1: overnight. Right. And taking care of it is uh, kind of important. So uh, we thank Ahab a lot for being with us, and we can all look forward to the uh, crypto episode coming up soon. Starring yeah. Ahab and maybe some others, and uh, we thank you as always for being here. We thank Alicia Moss, even though she's slowly sinking <laughs> in the popularity rankings Ouch. at FNO and O and And then there's Al, and uh, but no I'm... matter what, there's two things that you all can count on, and that's Lee Boyd and me, Rob Beller. In that right. In that rightly. Yeah.
2: We're here. It's, it's on we're, my calendar. We'll be here.
1: We're here. It's on our calendar. And we thank you for putting it on your calendar. And we look forward to next time when we say
2: goodbye, everybody.